You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, once again to the Oz Network as we move on into another episode of Third Watch, our exclusive recap series. We are into the sixth and final season, the 16th episode right now. It's called In the Family Way. It first aired on the 18th of February 2005, written by Ed Allen Bonero, directed by Vincent Missiano, and a bit of a special one because it is the first part of a two-part event, a crossover with the hit medical show that you can't even remember it. It's called Medical Investigation. So today we're bringing you two episodes, and this is the first part because this is the third watch version and plenty to talk about. As always, my name is Ben, and you're trying to piss me off in the first two minutes. <laughs> Never. What's up, everybody? My name's Darvell, and you got a broken nose and a bloody tongue. Oh, gosh, what was after that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think. You got a broken nose and a bloody tongue. Oh. And it still hasn't shut your mouth. There we go. You got Something there eventually. Like that. You got there eventually. <laughs> Any professional yeah. podcast would edit that out and make you sound smart, but yeah, I can't be bothered. So, uh... <laughs> And plus, it's more authentic when not edited out. Yes, you know? exactly. Because that's what our listeners need is more authenticity from, uh, well... My mouth, maybe. Yours is fine. Uh, but we, yeah, this is um, <laughs> interesting because I, I'm going to put it out there and I, I'd love someone to correct me. And I'm not talking about shows like CSI, which have spin-offs born from them. And then the Chicago Fire, the Chicago Police, the Chicago Vet. Like, there's 30,000 of these different versions of shows. But this is, the third watch got to be the only show where it is crossed over with two shows that realistically you would never assume are in the same universe probably the only one in modern well modern quote unquote is in the last 20 years or so probably the only one in modern prime time yeah where yeah it's it would be impossible to do a spin-off from them if that's what you're thinking well i, I think my, my point is is that yeah like I mean, I know there's a lot of, like, you know, CSI, I guess, crossover with both New York and Miami, I believe, and then they did, what, yes. New Orleans and Cyber, and, you know, they've, they've, they do backdoor pilots to essentially introduce yeah. new characters and that, and then they, <clears throat> excuse me, do other crossovers. Yep. Um, and, I mean, I think, what, Happy Days, was that the one that had, like, Laverne and Shirley and, you know... Uh, I, I think they had, so. They had Mork and Mindy as well, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I get shows will get spin-offs of characters, uh, Frasier, of course, is a spin-off of Cheers. You know, things like that. I understand that. But I, I guess, I, and this is legitimately, I don't know, and this is for our listener out there, or Kedes, you're the only one. Um, love to know if there is another show, of, a primetime show, as you mentioned, Darville, that has done this crossover. Because, like, I guess the ER, the ER crossover kind of made sense, in a way, because, you know, they're done by the yeah. same people, so you can easily connect them. But I guess... Medical investigation is just the most random thing. Like, hey, let's do a crossover with this new show. So, um, yeah, I, I'm stretched to think of a show. This would be like if CSI did a crossover, you know, with Criminal Minds, and then it also did a crossover with, um, I don't know, Bones or something like that. And, like, okay, they're sort of loosely related. You can connect them together. But, like, in no way should they be connected, if that makes sense. I got you. So, yeah. I, I got you there. I'm it's... intrigued. Go ahead. Sorry. I could, I mean, as an example, you gave CSI and Criminal Minds doing a crossover. Hey, that would work if if a Criminal Minds episode took place in Vegas. Mm. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, and oh gosh, 
where where was I going? I don't even know where. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with all that. Welcome to the Oz Network. That but, kind of happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It does. It does. It's just it's just fascinating, and um, I mean, brief history in terms of. I only knew about the show Medical Investigation because I read or saw that Third Watch was doing a crossover event with it. It was, and like we'll talk about this more in our next episode, of course. I think with Medical Investigation, but um, when I first saw this episode and kind of you know you meet the characters from Medical Investigation, it, like it didn't really mean anything to me. Like it was just kind of like okay, cool, these must be those new people, and then you know. So I, I, I'm assuming, and again, this is another thing that if we ever get Ed Allen Benera on the show or John Wells or someone like that where it would come to the thought process of this. Because you think about this, Third Watch is a show right now which is about to end. And we've all but assumed that the writers and everybody know at this point that the show is about to end. Uh, and Medical Investigation, uh, I guess it's in its first season. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. the history behind Medical Investigation, at what point it was cancelled, at what point it wasn't renewed. So it's kind of, it's, in- it's interesting that you've sort of got a sort of established show like Third Watch, which never really reached, you know, the realms of popularity as some other shows mixed with a brand new show which is trying to find i guess its footing because it it just seems like a very odd connection to have these two shows at, especially at this point in time like a show that's about to end and a show that's about to get cancelled essentially so i'm wondering if like there was an nbc connection here who thought like hey medical investigation is struggling we need to connect this with the show oh it won't work with er it won't work with law and order uh oh i know let's give it a connection with third watch that's about to go out it's got to you know what i mean like it's just i'd like to know the thought process yeah. behind how these two shows got connected yeah i'm kind of wondering that i'm i'm wondering that also even though i i'll go on record and say i actually liked these two episodes um but i'm still but i'm wondering that also you know where did the idea come from i because you know maybe it would have it probably would have made more sense to do that Let's say medical investigation came out a few years earlier before Third Watch really, well, compared to the re- compared to the rest of its, for, compared to the five seasons before it, um, we've agreed that season six is kind of its own entity. But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it's it's nothing like what we're used to from it. But let's say medical investigation had come out at a time when Third Watch was at its peak. I don't think it would have worked. Would it have I made just, more? No, to interrupt you, because, I mean, my, my, my biggest issue, I think, with this crossover, and this is even coming from season six where we're firmly established that, you know, one week we're trying to be criminal minds, you know, it's like it's kind of like Third Watch. Again, as you just said, it's a different entity. There's just such a parallel in the quality of these shows and the writing style and everything, which is really... You know, you can really see it when we get to the medical investigation episode that, like, it just doesn't work. Whereas the ER one worked because you've got similar writing styles, you've got similar filming styles, the shows just connect with each other. Whereas this medical investigation, even in season six of Third Watch, when it's different, it just doesn't work. And, like, to me, like, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing why you like these episodes. Uh, I'm going to try and be as not negative as i can be which you know is difficult for me but (laughs) yeah but hey that's all right we can have different opinions as we've said many times the thing that really bothers me particularly when we get to the next episode is just it's just a one-liner off like it's just it's literally the script writers of medical investigation must sit around a table and go let's come up with a really cool one-liner come on let's do it what's a really cool one-liner that we can use for these characters like there's no there's no ability of acting in anything that none of these actors are doing. They take good actors and give them shit material. And like even Molly Price in the medical investigation episode is embarrassingly bad. So 
yeah, anyway, that's the next episode. We're here to talk about this third watch episode, uh, and I'm sure we're going to get through a lot of these different things at the moment. But the important thing, I think, too, about this episode of Third Watch, at least, is that we're also really setting up the, the pointy end of this show when it comes to the Cruz and mm-hmm. um, Wycliffe Jean storyline, I guess. I'm, I'm not even going to call him Marcel. He's Wycliffe Jean, right? Like, come on. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, he was Gene Simmons. Like, it's, it's you know, it doesn't matter what their ca- character's name. <clears throat> um, so, we have a really, like, long, tense piano previously on thing here going on before we get to a, mm-hmm. a car chase. Yay, another car chase. Um, Finney and Davis uh, chasing around. Finney's not saying much. And um, we've got uh, Sully and Munro finding out that uh, this is a jewellery store that's been robbed and this is a jewellery store where Sully got his engagement ring. Uh, Sully's been all protective of Sasha because, you know, she's pregnant and everything like that. Um, and I do love the way she's kind of like, oh, you're not doing this because I'm pregnant, am I? And Sully's like, absolutely. <laughs> like, how many times do we have these, uh, like, characters having to sidestep each other, like when Sully was looking after Yokus and things like that? And this way, Sully's yeah. straight out saying like, yeah, I'm doing this because you're pregnant. Um, you wouldn't get away with that in uh, yep. 2019, though, would you? Uh, that's discrimination. No, you wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't. Although, I will say, I kind of, I see, I see both of their points here. Sully, you know, he he wants to make sure that Sasha doesn't get hurt, but Sasha says, you know what? When I, when I, when it gets to the point where I can't, where I can't do this anymore, then I'll step aside. But right now, I'm not stepping away from anything. So, I kind of get where both of them are coming from with that. Is it? Isn't it like? And I, I don't know what the the actual thing is, but can't isn't it like legally women can work to a certain trimester or something anyway with their pregnancy when it comes to jobs like this? I think so. I think it's to the. I don't know if it's to this. I feel like it's to the somewhere between the second and third trimester. I don't know. Mm. We should Google that. We should. Again, any professional podcast would, but um, you know. This is the Oz Network. Um, so we see the robbers of this jewellery store trying to get in the car. They can't get the car started. So one of the guys gets up and runs away. I do love the line from the guy in the car. Like, excuse Richard, me for- I got it! Excuse me for not getting the stolen car tuned up. Oh. Uh which is oh, funny. oh, okay. Uh, okay, get, I thought you were thinking of that one. He drives off, gets in a crash, guy's yeah. injured, Sully goes in, checks the score, uh, poor old Cy is dead, um, and then Sully goes on the radio, we have a homicide, and then we get the crap. Now, um, I love Sully's one-liner of crap, I really do, and, like, I really love it. But And I really wish we had, at the beginning, done a crap count. But, like, this is... I do feel they forced it a little bit in the, by the end of Season 6 because, like, this is a moment where you know he's going to say it. Like, there's legitimately, like, a 20-second period here where you're like, go on, say it, say it, say it. Like, they're, they're, yeah. when a character has a one-liner, you shouldn't feel like you are expecting it to happen. Like, you never really felt... I mean, actually, this is probably a lie, but you never... It never felt forced when Jack Bauer said, damn it. And, like, there were definitely occasions by the end of 24 where you could tell the writers were having fun with him saying, damn it. Because they even get other characters... Or son of a bitch. Yeah, and they even get, like, you know, even when they did the reboot with Blackjack, like, it was just... They deliberately made him say, damn it, because it's like, this is the thing. Whereas... Now it's oh god yeah we don't want to talk about that one but it's it's yeah. it's really just a case with this moment where it's like it's just so forced and I, I love it I love Sully dropping crap but this is just a moment where you're like oh god just say it come on say it already 
<laughs> yeah. And in the in the last scene of the episode, you know he's going to say it mm. as well. I mean the la- the last scene of the fu- of the series finale. Oh, I see. You know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of find that a bit different though because like that's kind of what you want it to end on whereas this one it's just you just know, I don't know. I don't know how I'm explaining it, but um still still love the line crap just saying. It's a perfect yeah. one line yeah. of yeah, we can revisit that when we get to the series finale too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have uh, Yogus and Jelly um, who are, uh, I guess, reviewing this store. Yogus is coming in now with straight blonde hair. Like she's she's done herself up a little bit here, Yogus. She's looking good. She's got a she's got a medical investigation crossover to get to. She's got to look fancy. Um, so, we, um, find out that the guy was shot with a shotgun and that, um, we know one of our killers is on the loose. Uh, we find out that the prisoner, uh, is the one that they've captured is a soldier. He's gone AWOL, Corporal Harry Rush, I believe. Um, so mm-hmm. that's who it is. And also we find out that this Jewish store has been robbed like 18 times. Um, so... Uh, I do kind of like this little side storyline around the jewellery store. It's a nice little connection with Sully back to Tatiana and also mm-hmm. um, just the, the wife that we get in the car. I think it's a nice little moment. Um, Carlos and Grace, we hear a little bit of um, Grace talking about a mum. She nearly has a car accident. Uh, and then Holly calls and she's coming back. What a convenient time for Holly to come back when what's about to happen is about to happen. <laughs> so it works though. It does, but I like this is the happiest I think I've ever seen Carlos because like he's yeah. just when he's off the phone and he's smiling. Like I don't think he what a hundred and how many episodes are up to now? One hundred twenty six episodes of Third Watch. I've never seen him this happy. So good on him. I like this and Anthony Reaver yes. rocking the long hair. Like I, I, I've said a few times that this is the season that Anthony Rivervar and also Jason Wiles grow the long hair for Third Watch, but uh, it, it suits him. I like the mop on Anthony Rivervar. So, um, you know, <laughs> just pointing it out there, yeah. Carlos. It's looking good. Um, so we see them watching the robbery tape, Cy getting shot. Um, they're going to enhance the image because, of course, you can always do that. I do like um, if we ever did a random episode of uh, Take Two, the Eddie Cibrian one, they kind of make fun of the fact that TV shows enhance images to, like, you know, they can get a steal of a, a security tape and enhance it to get a picture of their face. And so, like, there's always these in-jokes like, oh, that's just stupid TV stuff. This is the real world. And it's like, yeah, if it's the real world... Uh, then how the hell are you hiring an actress to be a private investigator with no actual training? Not the real world. Uh, <laughs> I love TV shows that think they're trying to be cool and have, like, self-commentary on themselves, but then they do things that are yeah. just equally as stupid. Um, so the guy outside, uh, he's bit his tongue, he's coughing blood, he's not feeling so good. Carlos and Grace show up, and Carlos is getting all close to him and putting the collar on him. Uh, then he coughs blood on Carlos, and then Carlos just... This is classic Carlos. Gets all, like, defensive and wants to bash this guy because he's, like, coughed on him. And then I love Grace. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing so close? He's like, I'm putting a collar on him. Like, what do you expect me to do? And then I love Carlos walking off. Why'd you get so close? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it's funny. Um, Yokus, meanwhile, um, finds blood in the store. Um, wants to go talk to Soldier Boy. It just makes me think of that song, Soldier Boy. Soldier. Oh, sing it, sing it. It's a terrible yeah. song. 
I don't even remember all the lines of it, He's but like, soldier boy, I, but I oh, what you did and what you know. Oh. Whoa, crack that soldier boy! Whoa, crack that soldier boy! <laughs> oh, yeah, something, something like that. Now. Yeah, I was. Yeah, every time, every time they called him Soldier Boy in these two episodes, I couldn't help but think of that song. Yeah, yeah, I, I and it is that a, song. It is a, it is a, te- it is a terrible song, <laughs> and it is. But I mean, it was it was it was hot shit when it came out. <laughs> Who sang to that? A lot of people, but Soldier was it, Boy was it? So Soldier Boy sang a song about so, himself. Soldier Boy, right? Yeah, okay. Soldier Boy. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it it was a there was a hot song when it came out, but I mean, I never particularly cared for it. But I won't deny that it was a hot song when it came out. But the problem, as is with most songs these days, it was played too much. Yeah. It was. And it's like, I do find with songs like that, though, that eventually it does kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, maybe I don't mind that song. It's not too bad. But that that is a song that, like, what, it's got to be at least 10 years old now, probably, that I fucking hate that song. <laughs> oh, but but I'll tell you a couple of similar songs that, that are like dance songs, you know, where they walk you through doing a dance, basically. Yeah. Two songs that will never get old, for me anyway, are the Cha-Cha Slide and the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah, you can't go wrong with those. I maybe am not familiar with those, but um, I'll have to look them up after we uh, get off the get off the line, basically. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, you throw you throw those on at least at least here in the at least here in the U.S. at any of the any of the dances, clubs, or bars that I've been to. You throw the you throw those on the whole place. The whole place just gets involved. Soldier Boy reminds the whole the, place starts doing the dance. It reminds you of that. Now watch me whip. Now watch me nay nay. Now watch me whip. Yeah, like, yeah. That's another annoying <laughs> song, but uh, it's one of those ones where it's like that teaches you how to dance, basically, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, all right, so, yep, she's going to talk to Soldier Boy, and Sally's going to talk to the family. Um, meanwhile, we get Cruz. Hello, Cruz. She's been working for 18 hours. They're typing up the report. She's all energetic. Let's go get Mr. Maddox and take him down to Rikers, and poor old Manny wants to sleep. Um, we get the really <laughs> cheesy line from Cruz, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, come on, that's such a cheesy line. Um, we see a kid walk yeah, in. From her, though, it works. Yeah, kind of. I like we, I like her delivery of it. We see a kid walk in. This isn't going to mean anything, is it? Of course not. Um, Maddox no. wants his pain medication. Um, I do love it when they're trying to talk to. Uh, I do. They do redeem themselves with a terrible line in "I'll sleep with I'm dead." To, um, oh, I'm scared, Manny. He looked at me all hard. <laughs> like, I love that line from Cruz. <laughs> Just when he's like staring at her. Um, so they drag him away, get ready to take him down to Rikers, but this kid who's just sitting there sees Maddox, Maddox has his terrified look in his face, and bang, bang, it's all in slow motion, uh, Maddox It did down. not need to be. No, it's, it's just odd, I mean, this adds another, like, two minutes to the episode, basically, um, and then, essentially, they drag this kid away, uh, they capture him, and then all we hear is, you know, call an ambulance! Uh, we then cut to seeing this kid getting interrogated, um, who's not answering. Uh, and then we've got Swirsky, who's angry, bangs the wall, uh, saying that we know nothing. We've got to, you know, check with child services and that the um, police commissioner is going to be all over me for this. Um, so it's, it is, uh, like, it's a very powerful scene because it's kind of like this kid just randomly mowing down a guy and then he's just sitting in this room and just not saying anything. Like, it's... 
I do like kind of the setup what this leaves to Marcel Hollis. Um, yeah. But it's like, yeah, the slow mo is just a bit over the top. Uh, I think it would just be as shocking. It's, it's kind of like, think back to the very first episode when Jerry gets shot. None of that slow motion. We're just walking around the corner no. and bang, bang. Like, it's shocking because we're like, fuck, I wasn't expecting that. So, like, I think what they could do with this scene is not even emphasize the kid coming into the precinct. Because, like, as soon as you see them cut to this random kid walking in, looking around, you know shit's about to go down. Um, so don't show that. And then just have them walking down the stairs. And just have this kid just go bang, bang, bang. And then, holy fuck, what just happened? Like, that's shocking. Not slow motion yeah. where you can tell something's about to happen. Yeah, and and with and with Jerry, with Jerry getting shot at the beginning at the beginning of the series, yeah, you're right. There was there was nothing you're you're right. As far as I know, there was nothing to suggest that was gonna happen. You know, I mean one minute one minute, you know, him and Doc are bantering back and forth about Jerry's dinner being ruined and next thing you know mm. and it's like it's like, yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's still shocking though. This little kid, what he's like, eleven or something like that. So uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about him soon. Uh, meanwhile, Finney, yep. he's having a lot to do this episode, isn't he? He's standing outside a room in a hospital, watching this uh, our our corporal lieutenant, whatever he is, the uh, uh, Henry Rush corporal. Corporal, thank you. Um, and so Yokus goes in to question him, and Finney's all like, oh, he's sick. And, of course, Yokus has got to be all like, oh, if I can survive bringing kids home from nursery school, I can survive this. Like, foreshadowing, oh, look at me, I'm so tough because I can survive germs. Um, so... Um, yeah, really? He tells our corporal that the guy in the store is dead, uh, but uh, he's still not talking. Sully, with the wife uh, of um, Cy and the car speed, are saying, I like, and I like this woman just kind of saying, like, you know, he didn't make much money, you know, he gave a lot of deals, you know, I just wanted something to save. How am I meant to raise his kids without a father? And then kind of this leads to Sully looking at Sasha, like, raising kids without a father, Sasha? Hmm, maybe you should tell someone. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's kind of like that. We're back in the hospital. And, you know... <laughs> I mean, he's he he is right. I mean, yeah, there may be a lot of shit between him, between Ty and Sasha, but I really do think Sasha should. I really do think Sasha should tell him. Oh, come on though, Darvell. It's got to add to the drama, like because you know we know what's going to happen. Like, there's got to be something bad that's going to happen before it happens. So, well, I know that, but st- <laughs> I know that, but still, yeah. I mean, no, I agree with you. I I do agree with you. Um. We're back in the hospital. The the sick guy wants another blanket. Um, and then we've got um, Dr. Hickman's working on another patient. There's gloves and masks and, oh, no, drama, because they've got another patient who might have SARS, I guess. Um, and then it's all of a sudden like, we need Dr. Stevens, uh, Dr. Steven or Dr. O'Connor, whatever his name is, from NIH. Uh, it's a priority case. Uh, and then Jokus obviously drops a line that he's a... Um, a corporal, this other guy, and yeah, so uh, she gets on the phone and we hear, Dr. Connor, <gasps> so who could this be? It's, it's again, it doesn't quite have the same, um, like, think back to the Vibe. ER episode, you know, when uh, they're on the phone to the precinct, and then kind of you see Susan ringing up, and then we cut to the 55th precinct, like, there's a lot more of a, oh my god, it's about to happen, it's about to happen, we're about to see third watch in ER, this time around it's like, cool, she's on the phone to somebody from another show that we don't know about. <laughs> Like, it just doesn't hold the same excitement to me. Uh, and ER, of course, was well, 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 well established by the time that that the crossover with Third Watch 
took place with it, you know, because it was in its like eighth season and it was still at the and it was still at the top of its game relatively. Yeah, I mean, it was barely just on the halfway well, point, so. wasn't it? Yeah, and like I think kind of... Yeah, it was. I mean, the difference obviously between this crossover and that crossover is that the crossover for Third Watch started in the ER episode, whereas this time around it's starting in the Third Watch episode. And I think they do that with the established show first, then going to the junior show. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't <clears throat> think you could have started the crossover in Medical Investigation um, and then brought into Third Watch, and I don't... Uh, no. I mean, you could have... No, I don't think you could have even started it in Third Watch and then bring it over to ER. I think they kind of... They did that well, so... Um, yeah. Anyway. And I think they did that to try to... And I think... I don't know if I said this or not back when we did the ER slash Third Watch crossover, but I feel like they may have done that because to, to try to help Third Watch have more have more of an audience. Mm. Yeah, and I think... I mean, you as you said, like, ER is kind of still at its... Sort of peak. I mean, it waned a little bit at the eighth season, but I mean, you know, it was still a hot, top ten rated show. And I mean, Third Watch at the time, you know, again was I guess doing its its average numbers as best as it could. So, yeah, I mean, I think it kind of it definitely worked. But um, you know, this time around, it's going to be completely different with the way they have to do yep. it. So, um, although but- Third Watch was doing pretty well for itself around that time anyway, because it, it got a lot of attention for its and. And, I, and we said this back during its third season too. It got a lot of attention for its, uh, for its, for for how it covered how it handled nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so we're back at the precinct. We've got a guy going off mm-hmm. a Swirsky. We see the fifty fifth logo with blood on it. Then we see. Uh, then let's open up the doors to the public, and a lawyer comes in, and um, he's there to see Mr. Dawkins. He's thirteen years old. Um, and I trust my juvenile client hasn't been uh, interrogated. And just who happens to be with this geeky-looking nerdy guy? Oh, if it isn't renowned singer Wycliffe Jean, uh, he just happens to be who a citizen. Is a fa- fantastic musician, but I don't. I really don't think he has the best voice. Well, the best singing voice. I'll, we'll get back to him. Uh, we'll go over in a second. Yeah. So we meet Marcel Hollis, um, and Cruz <laughs> is all like, you know, oh, who are you? I'm a concerned friend, and, um, you know, I'm here to look out for him. And uh, he calls a Sergeant Cruz and walks away, and then Cruz drops the really cliche one-liner, I feel like we're going to be seeing each other again. Um, <sighs> now, look... <laughs> As I've said plenty of times before about dear old Wycliffe, like he just he's a hit and miss actor. Like I thought that about Gene Simmons, but Gene Simmons is just pretty bad until the final scene that he's in when he kind of is good in that final scene. Um, you know, Eve was semi decent. Uh, DMX was good. Um, was what? Treach Trench. I still can't remember his bloody name. He was Trench. Right. Thank you. Trench. Uh, <laughs> you know, like treacherous. String of uh, singer-actors on this show we've gone over, but, like, Wycliffe is a hit and miss. Like, he, I don't even know how to describe it. There are some moments where he's really good, and there's some that is, like, here I don't think he's good at all. But I'm looking here um, at his IMDb page, thinking, like, is this his first time acting and everything? He's actually acted a lot more than you can actually you realise. So he's obviously in a lot of his own um, film clips, he obviously did kind of like little short films a la Michael Jackson, so a lot of them there. But if you scroll through out of the video shorts, his first acting role was in a movie called Shot Ass in 2002. Um, Shot Ass. Which uh, I don't know, I've never heard of any of these people in this Nor movie. Nor have I. 
or these this film itself. So don't know what that one is. But then after that, uh, he went on to appear in a TV series called Our Generation. And then he was in Be Cool to get Shorty follow-up. He played himself. Uh, and then Third Watch was his very first acting role in a TV series. Um, so he's going to be in four different episodes. I thought he was in more than that, funnily enough. But um, I guess kind of... This is the setup, though. This this is you know you're at the end of third watch when you meet Wycliffe Jean <laughs> because here he yeah. is. Uh, he's basically <clears throat> the final big bad. He's essentially the the guy who leads us to the conclusion that we get with this show. So um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're here now. We've met him. Um, what's what's your take on old Marcel Hollis? Because I feel we'll talk a lot about him in the coming weeks. But uh, I mean, right now, give give me a take on him, Darbell. Well, I like that. I will give Wycliffe, I will give Wycliffe credit, you know, for being able to. At this point, you wouldn't really. I mean, you know, something is up with him, but you wouldn't really be able to tell just how brutal of a character Marcel is right now, mm-hmm. because he he he's he does legitimately, in some ways, come off as. A concerned, maybe not friend, but concerned citizen. He doesn't come off as the bad guy. We know he ultimately will be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as for, yeah. So that's my ta- that's my take on the character so far. Um, as for Wyc- as for Wycliffe himself, um, I kind of I kind of said this at the top. I kind of said this when we were first introduced to him. In this episode, I was like, you know, he, he's a he's a great musician. I don't know if you've heard any of his music, have you? Um, I heard "Hips Don't Lie" with Shakira. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. Yeah, I do believe I looked him up a bit, and like, I think he's one of these artists who you know more of his songs than you realize. Like, as in, like you hear a song and you'll know the song, and then you don't realize it's by him. Um, but I mean, I for sure know Hips Don't Lie, because I remember when that came out, and they were like, oh, it's Shakira with Wycliffe Jean, and I'm like, hey, it's Marcel, because that came out, like, what, the year <laughs> up, that was, what, 2006 World Cup, I think, wasn't it, so... 07. That, was it 07? I, I so, was. like, two years after oh, he was in Third Watch, so, I, I, and that was, I think, like, the biggest song of the decade, it has, it holds some record, that song, anyway, but anyway. Oh, yeah, it... And it it it, st- it still holds up too. It, oh, it's it a really fantastic does. Song. Absolutely, <laughs> it, great song. It is, it is. But I mean, two thousand and five actually. It it did come out in two thousand and five. Oh, okay, okay. Well, but, yeah, he actually he's a, it was he's released. Great... It was staggered release. Sorry to interrupt you, Darvill. It was staggered release two thousand five, two thousand six, and two thousand seven. So there you go. Okay, but yeah, he's a he's a good musician. He can he can play the guitar and whatever other instruments he plays really well. I'm just. I've never been a I've never been a fan of his of his singing voice though. I mean, yeah, he's kind of one of these rappers, like, isn't he? Shakira, that, Shakira, like he's that. kind of one of these rappers who has that distinct voice, which like they don't necessarily. It's like Eminem, like Eminem can't really sing as such. He, I mean, rapping is no. a type of singing, but like when you think of traditional singing as such, if you know what I mean, like it's. And I'm not trying to diss Eminem. I love Eminem. Like I'm just putting yeah, it out too. there. Like if you if you take a traditional singer, um, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. It. I'm just well, looking what? here. 13 million downloads. Hip don't lie. Are one of the most successful singles of all time. 
there you go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he, his voice wouldn't be bad if it wasn't, if it wasn't so, how do I say this? It's like when he, when he hits a note, when, when he, when he hits a note and tries to hold it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hold. It's like it, like it fades out. Like what I just did when he sings, you know, Shakira, Shakira, mm. like, mm-hmm. uh, like that. Yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. Three-time Grammy Award winner, Wycliffe Jean. There you go. Look at that. Um, but anyway, I, I think we're, I'm interested to talk a little bit more about him. And again, we've said it before. I, we ever lucky enough to get Ed Allen on the show or somebody on the show who's sort of involved in casting, like, I, I would like to know if this was a, a deliberate thing that basically Third Watch did was go out of their way to get singers <laughs> in the show as actors, or did it just happen accidentally and then from then on in you had singers knocking on their door, um, you know, like, hey, I want to be on the show. Um, but yes, here is it, dear old Wycliffe. Um, the, thing, the thing that I think they do with him, though, and it maybe it's just a case because, what, we've got six, seven episodes left of this show. Um, mm-hmm. they, they blow their wad too quickly with kind of the type of person he is. And we'll get to that a bit later in this episode because I think he's got, like, as you were saying, kind of, he's got that, like, real calmness and, I, you know, I'm a concerned friend and he's kind of, you know... we And a real charm to it too. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to go a little bit of what they did with Chevchenko in a way because um, you've kind of just got that calm, unassuming sort of villain who can obviously at the click of a finger get really angry. But I just think that either introduce him a bit earlier or spread it out a little bit, because, like, what we're going to get this episode when he basically blows up all the gangbangers, like, we don't need that in this episode. Have him just in one episode where we think, oh, okay, he's maybe, like, what's he doing? And then, like, not blow it straight away, no pun intended. And I think, because to, to me what happens there is it just kind of... It makes Cruz look dumb as a cop. And as much as I love Cruz and I love kind of everything about her storyline, I've got to admit there is definitely some things in these final few episodes that really makes Cruz look like a dumb, bad cop. <laughs> so, like, that's just... Anyway, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so, where are we up to now? Oh, we're about to meet the medical investigation people. Yay! Here we go. What we're all looking forward to. Um, so here we go. We've got Stephen Connor, aka Neil McDonoghue, uh, and uh, what's the other one called? Natalie is that a name? Yes, Natalie. Oh gosh, what's her last? Durant. Name? Durant. Yes. Played, Played by, by the esteemed by... Kelly Williams, who I could not have a tell you what she is in. Um, best known for Lie to Me, The Practice, The Fosters, and Detective McLean. So there you go. Lie to me in the practice. Those were those were two pretty good shows. Um, yeah, based on her acting ability, I, I can see why she's really not in many other things. <laughs> I just look. I'll, I'll talk more about this in the next episode. But this is just one of those shows which they again they just try to out one line themselves, and it's kind of all like, oh, I'm just cleaning up my mess in Ohio, and oh, we've got an incident in New York, isolated crew. Yes, oh, we're leaving in 15 minutes. Oh, how many people live in New York? 10 million and he's already been there for 24 hours or something like that it's just it's just so over the top it's like come on no one speaks like that (laughs) it's so bad and this is the thing that makes me sad about this because i like neil mcdonoghue he's a good actor like i've seen him in so many other things like he was in minority report he was in desperate housewives like he's a good actor and he's just he's wasted with this material it's so bad 
sorry. Give me some thoughts, Dabo. You like it, though. So, please, I want you to give some positive stuff to it. <laughs> well, even if the one-liners were, you know, over the top and all that, I still felt the... And this is probably... Um, I mean, it's my first time seeing this show, too. Um, the medical investigation, I mean. I still felt the the tension there, even if it was, even if it was over the, even if it was over the top, you know, I sort of, <laughs> you remember, la- you remember last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever, when, when at some point when we were recording, we mentioned, we mentioned David Caruso and his one liners mm-hmm. in CSI yeah. Miami. Yeah. You know, I was, when, when watching this episode, I was thinking, you know, you know, it could, in, it could infect, it can affect hundreds of people in an hour and he's been there for 72. I when, when he said that I was like, you know, that kind of sounds like something David Caruso would say on a CSI Miami episode. Yeah. No, th- <laughs> and it made me but that's it, my it point, made me laugh. That's that's my point because like everything they say on this show is like a one-liner. Like and like that reminds me. I think kind of David <clears> Caruso <throat> did that well because I think he just kind of lived up to that reputation that CSI Miami had, where it was kind of like let's drop a one-liner every five seconds. Whereas like like and he's been there for seventy-two. Like yeah! David. <laughs> David Caruso could do it. Whereas like I just feel like Neil McDonough and whoever this other woman is just aren't suited to it. And it just it just comes across as bad writing. So yeah, yeah and we're but, gonna get so much you of that know, next them, week. Oh my god! <laughs> although for you know, even if the one liners are bad, you know, if the actors are good, I'll always give them credit for playing what they were dealt. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's. It's interesting, actually, just looking here. So this, uh, when we get to the next episode, which is a medical investigation one, episode seventeen of medical investigation, uh, it ended after twenty episodes. So, like, I wonder if at the time when they did plan this, which show is going to end first? They had watch a medical investigation. It actually was going to be medical investigation, funnily enough. So, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll have plenty yeah. more of fun <clears throat> things to say about that uh, in the next episode. So, uh, let's going on here. Um, Swirsky and Yokus are uh, basically talking about this disease. Swirsky's going on about the Spanish flu, killing millions of people, worse than the Black Plague, plague you know. Uh, you know jelly. You, uh, what did I say, Swirsky? Yeah, Jelly's there. Yeah. Swirsky is there at the beginning, but uh, then Jelly's there. So that's why I'm reading my notes wrong. Um, and then I love how he's like going off because Yokus sees Bosco show up and then uh, Jelly's like, hey, I'm talking here. <laughs> You don't watch the History Channel? I love Jelly. Um, (laughs) So Bosco showed up, and then we find out he's re-qualified. And, of course, Yokus is a little bit sceptical of this, and he's kind of like, hey, what about your eye? Like, you know, the thing that I don't get here with Bosco is, like, Bosco could easily just quash all of this right now by just saying, like, yeah, I got it checked. Like, yep, no, everything's fine. Like, he doesn't have to act suspicious here. Like, he's acting suspicious when he's just basically like, don't you have work to do, detective? Like, ooh, tension between our favourite couple. Like, dude, Bosco, just be like, yeah, my eye's fine. You know, it went away. I had nothing to I, worry about. Yeah, I got it. I got it checked. Yeah. Like, that's all you've got to say. Um, you, you're basically setting yourself up for what's about to happen with you, Bosco. So. Yeah. yeah, it's tension for the sake of tension at this point between these two. Yeah. It's, I mean, it worked before, you know, because we've said this, you know, it worked before because somehow, some way they always, they always worked it out. 
even Mm -hmm. with Faith getting shot last year, they worked it out somewhat. Yeah. But this is, it's just tension for the sake of tension. It doesn't work. And and this is what leads me to getting annoyed with how these two end, because it's kind of like, I just don't like that these two end basically on tension. Like they sort of make up by what happens in what the second last episode. But at the same time, again, I'm going to, I'm going to be saying this a lot more now in the final few weeks, because it still just pisses me off that you don't get a final proper conclusion scene between these two. Um, anyway, so all tension for tension, as you said, um, we then have uh, Cruz and Manny doing a little bit, I don't know why I'm speaking like that, about uh, Hollis <laughs> finding that he was number two in command of the 108. So they're going to go out and uh, speak to Hollis um, about that. Meanwhile, Dr. Connor meets Dr. Hickman, and Dr. Hickman's a little bit of a fangirl, like, oh, I saw you speak at a conference last year. Oh! Um, so... I can't believe you're here! Ah! <laughs> and I do, I do I love... I had to. <laughs> Stupid old Natalie or Nessie or whatever the fuck this woman's Natalie. name is. Natalie, thank you. Like, oh, does it ever get tiring? The constant fawning. Like, it's just kind of like, is this a thing that happens every week on medical investigation? Like, oh, he's a sexy silver fox. Oh, everyone always wants him. Is it meant to be like, you know, flirting between these two? Because there is no chemistry between these two at all. If that was a thing in medical investigation, trying to set these two up, it's like a, you know, a thing. Um, well, we'll have to watch it and see. No, I'm not watching it. I'm sorry. You can. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in the next episode. It's such a bad show. Um, I do love it when they come up in the elevator to see this um, the the corporal guy. We have, like, this cop who just, like, these these two, like, Dr. Connor and Dr. Durant are like, oh, we're from NIH. We're coming up here. And this cop just looks at him and is like, they said you'd be coming up, and then just walks away. Like, what is the point of that guy? <laughs> I just laugh so much at this random cop. Like, this is an actor who's pro- this is probably his big break. Like, oh my god, I've got a speaking role on a primetime TV show. <clears throat> Let me practice my line. They said you'd be coming up. <laughs> I mean, come on, anybody could say that. Oh my oh, god. They said you'd be coming up. All right, thank you. <laughs> I am officially relieved of duty now. Yokus, See ya. Good luck. Yokus meets them. Oh, yay. And again, I don't know if they ever trying to, like, imply that there's a bit of chemistry between Yokus and Dr. Connor. Like, ooh, look at this. Like, I don't know. Um, so they're there and they're, like, uh, just talking off. And this, I've written down here on my pad, one-liner off. Because essentially they're just dropping one-liners at each other. Like, I doubt he can walk. Oh, is he turning up for a treatment or a funeral? Um, like, it's just so bad. <laughs> I want to meet people who talk like this, Darvell. I want to go into a hospital and just see if a doctor and a cop goes like, oh, you know, is he going to walk into treatment or for a funeral? <laughs> like... <laughs> well, you know, s- some people do like to bounce one-liners off each other. Yeah, well, so... I want to meet these people. <laughs> hey, if, hey, if I... That's one of my that's one of my favorite things to do to do with people if I know them well enough I like to and if I know how myself and the other person talk I we we generally like to we generally like to bounce we generally like to go like to banter back and forth with each other you know bounce one liners off each other Yeah I'm pretty sure they aren't as over the top as this but Yeah well I don't think much can be to be honest Um Cruz shows up with Hollis they have a bit of a conversation here and, uh, you know, Cruz are like, tell your crew to work and I'm nobody's boss. And he's all like, you know, I don't believe in violence. 
Um, you know, however it happened, Maddox is gone. You know, he's we find out that the the boy who shot Maddox, his dad was murdered by Maddox, and then he's all talking about market share, and I'll go away for a couple of days. You know, there's going to be a, a war between these four gangs. You know, leave it with me. I can keep this war from happening. You know, and then what does Cruz say? Like, oh, you're like Saint Marcel. Um, and then Cruz is kind yeah. of all you're like, you know, two days and I'll, I'll come to you or whatever it is. Um, and then kind of Cruz is all like, oh, what was that? You know, if I had something, I would have arrested him. Like, I don't, why don't they tail him? Like, this is where I think it just shows that Cruz is coming across as a bad cop here because like, this is a woman who earlier this season when she's with, um, what's his face, you know, saying like, I know my people, I know my streets, like, let me do my job. Like Miller. Miller. Like when, when she's with Miller. She obviously knows the 108. Like, surely, like, they've got to be aware of this four-gang war that's about to happen. So how does she just go back and leave it and allow this explosion to happen that we're going to get soon? Like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. And it just, it paints Cruz as a bad cop. And it, it annoys me because Cruz isn't a bad cop. And, like, it's just, and this is also where it comes down to blowing their load a little bit too early with the Maddox character, uh, the Marcel character, sorry. Because it's just kind of like we're going to get him going and showing this straight away. Whereas, like, save this to next week. Like, we don't need this right away. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it. Am I just going off a little bit too much? <laughs> yeah, it's the Oz Network. You do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, anyway. Um, uh, where am I going here? All right. So, we have... Oh, Sully and Munro having a bit of a chat. Uh, Monroe talking about being engaged, and we hear about Tatiana. <laughs> um, but yes. question, question about this. Um, Sally turns around and says her name is Tatiana. She was Russian. Tatiana's from Ukraine. Am I not mistaken? Did we not establish that? Yeah, that was pretty well established that she was from the She's Ukraine. Ukrainian. So, like, just I don't understand that. Like. This this is, I feel, like a continuity error that I've just forgotten about because, I mean, come on, Sully. Like, why would you... Like, that's like me saying, like, Mallory, you know, I was married to a you know, American when she's actually Canadian. Like, they're two different parts. Like, it's, it's not like Ukraine's a state of Russia that's since become independent, like back in the Soviet Union, maybe, but, like, it's been an independent nation for quite some time. Um, yeah. So, I don't, I don't understand oh, I, it. I was going to... I was going to say, when you mentioned Mallory, I was going to say... You said that would be like me saying I'm engaged to a woman who's... And then you paused. I was going to say... And I was going to jump in with from Texas in the United <laughs> States when she's actually from Canada. Yeah. Well, that that same... Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, just, it kind of annoys me. Like, dude, she's Ukrainian. Um, so, and we kind of get that you know, sort of meta, sort of, you know, self-commentary about like, oh, you know, people who die in movies, they always look so calm with their eyes closed. Not here, though. Like, you know, they've got their eyes open. They've got that shocked look on their face. We've seen dead people on this show with their eyes closed looking calm, all right? Like, <laughs> come on. But that's the that's the, po- that's the point, though. That's what people, I would imagine that's what people look like in, in movies when they die. You know, they look like they're, they look like they're asleep. Yeah. But I, I have heard from people who have actually seen people die. And that has to be a horrible thing to see. Um, I have heard from people who have actually seen people die and they say that, and they, and they, they do pretty much can, they do pretty much back up what Sully says here about, you know, they have this really surprised look. Mm. Yeah. 
which you know, I mean, again, but like, the, I think the point that I'm trying to make though is that like, it's just one of these ones in TV shows when they have that commentary of themselves, like you know, like oh, it's never what it is, but yet they do something of the same nature. So that's what I'm trying to say, I guess, with that. Um, so uh, oh, I should also quickly mention that in this conversation between uh, Sully and Munro, um, Sully says you should tell uh, Ty, and then Carlos, uh, Carlos. Not there yet, Ben. Uh, and Munro was essentially <laughs> like, um, "I'll tell him once we're better. I don't. I want him to. I don't want to ever have to find out if he came back to me because of the baby or me." So, okay, fair enough. We get that thing. Munro's kind of just yeah. become a little bit invisible since the whole rat storyline has gone away, hasn't she? So, okay, she really um, has. Uh, well, actually, uh, well, I wouldn't say that she was invisible during the during forever during Forever Blue and the and the. And the L word. Oh, I meant since then she's kind of just a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carlos and Holly are fucking. That's good. Um, <laughs> so that's nice. Uh, and then she says to Carlos, "I want you to meet my family," which is going to set us up to a good episode in a few weeks. Oh, God, I love that episode. <laughs> um, and then this is where we've got Marcel with all the other gangbangers, basically saying like, you know, oh, I'm here to sort this all out. You can all work out um, what territory you want. I'm going to go wait outside. And he walks outside, and I think that went all right, gentlemen. Blow it, boom, and it goes all weird slow motion, and you meant to think all oh, Marcel's all tough because you've got the fire going behind him as it blows up. Now, again, like this shouldn't be in this episode. They should save this for a no. couple, like a week or two. And like, I'm talking about Cruz coming across as a bad cop. I'm sorry, these are the dumbest gangbangers in the history of the world. Like, in what universe do gang members all come together to meet in a building and then believe that one of the gang other members, their rival gang, is, I'll just go wait outside, guys. I'll let you guys talk it out. Like, no. Like, he's going to blow them up. Like, they're so dumb. (laughs) You know what? Hey, if there are, if there happen to be any of them, any out there listening, and I highly, highly doubt it, but, you know, just for shits and giggles, if there happen to be any out there listening, tell us. (laughs) You know what? Drop a comment. Tell us. Tell us. Are any of you really that stupid? Darvell called you stupid, by the way. Uh, his name is Darvell Stewart. He lives in the United States. Whatever gang you're affiliated with, please direct your hate towards him. I am not affiliated with those comments calling you stupid. I'm calling these fictional cam gang members stupid. Real gang members are very intelligent, smart people who should be left alone and they should do their own things. Vote one, gang members. Um... <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Um, what have I done? <laughs> I have no idea. You've just set yourself up to get, like, the Bloods or the Cribs or somebody coming over to your house or something. I don't know. Cribs. Not Cribs. What's Cribs? That's a baby thing. Moving on. Yeah, and um, now they're going to come after you for fucking up their name. No, no. They're, 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 <laughs> they, they get it. I'm Australian. I'm funny. Um, but... Anyway, so yes, it's it's yeah, like I just you're blowing your wad too early. It's, it's kind of like the rat storyline with Monroe. Like it's just like mm-hmm. save it, a bit of tension. Again, I know the argument is you've only got a few episodes to go. We don't have the time, but I mean, Marcel's only going to be in like four of the last what like seven episodes. You've got three other episodes you could be in. Like why could Jean come too expensive? You can't afford to pay him for other episodes. I don't know. Um, we're back in the hospital. We've got uh, the the one of the people are dying here. Doctor Connor's doing CPR. Um, we found that there's something in his blood. 
Um, and only one of, and like again, this is like the really stupid one liner off because it's kind of like, oh, only one of them has something that's killing them. Ooh, like tension. Like you don't need to drop a one liner like that. We get it. He's getting CPR. He's dying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Really? Oh, no, I thought he was just having CPR because he just, you know, that turns him on or something like that. Um, Yokus is at a house. You know, I bet some people are turned on by that. They would That would be pretty weird, but I bet some people are turned on by that. Yes. Who knows? Sick people. You're sick people. Unless you're a gangbanger, gang <laughs> yeah. banger, which you're a very nice person. You'd be turned on by what you're saying. <laughs> um, but, so Yokus is at a house. She calls up some guy called Vince and wants to look at um, shooting scores because she's got a bet with somebody. And, yeah, there's a lunch in it. This guy just trying to swindle a lunch out of it. Cool. Uh, meanwhile, Dr. Connor rings up Yokus, um, and that there's an infectious viral disease, and this thing is spreading, like, <gasps> tension! And then, of course, we've got to be reminded that dear old Carlos had blood spat in his face, so we're going to cut back to the fuck pad that is Holly's house, and, um, we hear Carlos vomiting, and he's very sick, and I think we need to go to the hospital. End of episode, tension! Da, da, da! Um, now... And Carlos collapses. He does, and I guess... <laughs> going on another pointless cliffhanger, which is a bit weird to say because legitimately we're about to go into the next episode when we do that, but the the medical investigation episode actually aired directly after Third Watch. So, like, it's not like you had to wait a whole week to find out if Carlos survives. And I'm sorry, rule 101 of TV here, folks. Like, they're not going to kill off a major character in another that show. Another like, it's just, it's not going to happen. So, this is where, and we'll talk about this in our next episode, that I'd never seen the medical investigation episode until we've done it for this rewatch. And I, I think a lot of it was the desire of the fact not to, because A, I've seen episode 17 of Third Watch, and B, they're not going to kill off a major character in another TV show. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, um, yeah, a pointless cliffhanger. I'm calling it a pointless cliffhanger. Could have worked, though, if they had scheduled the medical investigation episode to air the following week. True. They, they could have, like, yeah, done it a week later rather than just doing, like, a minute later. But anyway, that's uh, In the Family Way. Um, I will let you go first. What are you going to do with this episode? Mm. I am going to give it a, a low buy. Oh, okay. Why is that? Well, again, yeah, it's over. It's over the top. But I am gonna give the, I am gonna give the the actors, especially the medical investigation ones, credit for working with what they were dealt. I've I've said that I will always give an I will always give actors credit for, even if the lines are bad, they work they work with them. And there is, I do like, even if even though it is a pointless cliffhanger, I do like. I do like where I do like where it ends, you know, will Carlos survive? But again, I do think that it would have worked. It would have been it, it, it's great for drama, but it's good for drama, but it would have worked better had the medical investigation episode been the following week. Mm. You know, will Carlos survive? But still um there but you know, I do like, but to balance that, I do like the introduction of Marcel. Um, I do like how they try to portray him at first. But yeah, yeah, they should have had him blow the building up in episode seventeen or eighteen. But still, I'm going to give it a low. I'm going to give it a low buy because it did. 
it did hold my interest. Okay. The episode did. Okay. I'm giving it a low rent. Uh, so low, in fact, that it is officially the lowest rent on my rankings I'm looking at here, uh, 115th out of 126. But, uh, look, I mean, the kid, like, the, the, the kid bit where he shoots Maddox is kind of interesting. Like, um, you know, I like Marcel being introduced, Carlos and Holly stuff before he's dying at the end is good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a ter- I mean, it's the lowest rent I've given it, but I don't think it's quite bin worthy. Um, but... I think it fails in its main goal to make you want to watch Medical Investigation next episode. Again, judging on the fact that I've avoided ever watching that episode until now and I've never lost any sleep over it. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on it. So, not quite a bin. All right. Yeah. Uh, The closest you can get to it. Exactly. Uh, And the closest we will ever get to a Medical Investigation rewatch is happening next because... Listening to this episode on the day it's released, you can download straight away the Medical Investigation episode if you're listening to it as soon as it comes out or if you're listening to this in the future, it's available anyway. Uh, So our next episode is actually going to be a look at the Season 1, Episode 17, episode of Medical Investigation, Half-Life. I'm aiming to do that episode in half an hour because I really don't think we deserve to go longer than 30 minutes because there's not a lot to talk about. Um, We'd probably do it in 20 minutes. There really isn't. There there really isn't. You're right. I mean, I... I do sort of like the episode, but there really isn't a lot to talk about. You're right um, on that. Yeah. And look, if you want to skip it, folks, skip it. Because I've gone my entire life skipping it until now. And by watching it, I haven't achieved much more than seeing some more ridiculousness. But anyway, uh, a lion eats a man. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that's episode 17. And I think we actually... One. Yeah, I think we actually see the lion doing that when they at, at the of. beginning of the episode. Sort of, we see it. But there is some terrible we'll props in medical investigation. No wonder this show never got renewed. Like they've just gone down to the college library and gotten a body, like a fake. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Anyway, next next episode, not next week. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe all the relevant channels. We appreciate you tuning in and thank you for your support. And uh, gang bangers, we love you. <laughs> Uh, and except for Darvel, he hates you. He wants you to not be around. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, my name is Ben, and, ooh, I'm scared. He looked at me all hard. <laughs> uh, my name is Darvel, and why did you get that close? See you in a minute, peeps. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.